seems like Sunday after Sunday at Pentecost, there's some hard lessons to learn in the scripture. I did not choose Ecclesiastes, which is one of the readings, because I wasn't sure that any of us knew about the fact that all humankind is vanity. So I dismissed that. But I did choose Colossians, mainly because it gives us sort of a prescriptive look at what it is to be called into the life of Christ. And that simply means that we are to give up certain things like fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Further, it says we must get rid of such things as anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from our mouths. Interesting prescriptions for our current time. (laughs) We are asked to be Christians at this time, not to be caught up in the political machinations of many people. It's a hard task, a difficult one, because we need to, in fact, reflect our baptismal vows, one of which is very difficult, and I must confess, every time we have a baptism, I stumble over this particular request. Very simply, it says... Will you strive for justice and peace among all people? And here's the hard part. And respect the dignity of every human being to which we respond, I will with God's help. Every time I hear that word, respecting the integrity of every individual I immediately flash back to the fact that that's probably the most impossible thing for me to imagine. Because I can sort out those who I would like to have as integrity filled and those who are lesser integrity filled. And the choice is not mine. As a Christian, I have to commit myself to the integrity of all people. This calls for, I think, a really powerful aspect of humility. There's a Hasidic saying that goes something like this. A person must have two pockets into which they can reach from time to time depending on the need. In the right pocket, they will find the words, For my sake, the world was created. Then in the left pocket, they will find the words, I am but ashes and dust. Two sides of the coin that speak to the humility that we need to embrace and understand. It seems I get caught up in my own idiosyncratic egoisms, knowing what is right and what is wrong, 
instead of trusting in my relationship with God and professing a faith that is open to the fact that even my rights may be wrongs and some of my wrongs may be rights. It's a hard time for us. It's a hard challenge in this day when, in fact, anger and wrath and abusive language are thrown and tossed around all over the press, the media, but more importantly, amongst one another. God has called us to a relationship with one another. God has called us to be in communion with one another. And our Christian baptismal vow is to say that we will respect everyone. That's no small task. That's a large chore. When in fact we're dealing with issues that seem to separate us, I find that remembering that in the pocket of one hand, for the world, for my sake, the world was created, needs to be returned. And I pull out the other, my life is but dust and ashes. For I don't find myself filled with much humility. And this is a challenge for all of us as Christians today. I think it's so easy for us to be comfortable with old patterns. Paul in Colossians was talking about how they were called to a new life in Christ Jesus, baptized into a faith. And they were to give up those things that separated them from Christ. It's hard to make a transition It is hard to live into our baptismal vows. It's so much easier to be of the earth where anger and dissension and riling and stay sort of in between our life and our world around us. But as we're called in relationship to one another and to have integrity for one another and to respect one another, It calls a very specific part of us to be challenged. To give up the earth, the things that we have known for so long because they were so comfortable and automatic. It was so easy to live in a behavioral pattern that we did not have to explain, that we did not have to logic with, we did not have to have any reason. We could just be responsive that way. Much easier. I remember in my recovery in alcoholism that it took me a long time to realize that I could actually live a life that was different from my past. It took me a long time to realize that I no longer had to anesthetize myself to get through a day, but that I could face things more head on and still make mistakes, and God cared enough to be with me. Accepting the first step that I am not in charge was the most difficult aspect of alcoholism for me. As I thought certainly that that was my purpose in life, to be in charge. 
And when I realized that through another means, I lost not only charge, but control of myself. And the embarrassment and the shame and the humility that it brought was awesome. I remember a city editor from the Buffalo Evening News was talking about his recovery at a diocesan meeting. Why, I don't know, but it certainly impressed me. He said there was a point in time when, in fact, I felt like I was the lowest despicable being in the world. Tragically without connection, tragically without substance, without resources, I felt completely stripped of value. And it was at that same moment that God cared enough to say, I was okay. It was the ability to finally meet our match, to become humbled by our own experiences, to not trust that we had the power of God, but rather we had to rely on the presence and power of God in our lives. It's still not easy. I still do these steps over and over and over again and find nothing but seeming failure. And yet, the joys and the affirmations of life still come billowing through. When a granddaughter sends me an email at six and a half years old, I asked her father how she got her hands on the computer. He said he gave it to her, but her mother shifted computers because... 10 keys, and this other computer weren't working. So he said the, the messages may be limited in sight, but she's a great speller. To have a comment come from her about bunnies and dogs, the joy of life, the hope of living, reminds me of how precious life can be. And it's not easy until I allow myself to be humble enough to accept the joys of others, the hopes of others, the focus through some of the most difficult times of others. I think I've told the story before, but I remember being at a loss when a friend of mine, a priest, would stop before he entered the sanctuary visibly, and I'm thinking, what did I miss in seminary? There must be a prayer. Something's going on. And I didn't have the courage to ask him for a long period of time. Finally, it happened to me, and I couldn't help myself, and I said, what's happening when you go to the altar? Oh, that's easy. That's when I stop and say, thank you, Lord, that you work in spite of me. Humility in God's presence, humbleness in God's service, love and relationship to God as being important enough to change lives. In this time, this precious time that we have, we need to be truly Christian with respect to our baptismal vow of respect. 
We need to do diligence daily in prayer to keep our minds open to respect others and to stay away from the easiness and the slightfulness of dismissing people because of what they say or do. It's to be able to walk the walk of our baptism in respect of others, lifting them up at sometimes the most difficult for us. It is in that family of Christ that we become one. And we raise the God-given love that God sends to us to all those we know and meet. Tough business. Difficult times. But we are asked to be difficult Christians at this time.